Welcome back to another episode of the Roll Blob Podcast with Andy, Cap, and Coop. We apologize for not releasing a podcast in like two weeks, but quite frankly, where else were you going to go? course you weren't going to go anywhere else there's nowhere else to go but right here at the roll blob podcast wherever you're listening i know you haven't listened to any other podcasts you haven't done anything else all you've been doing is sitting around waiting for us to return um andy what are your thoughts on phil castellini's comments uh he said something similar um about the reds i mean honestly like i mean as a fan who has followed this team through about for about 27 years and have seen about seven winning seasons I think it's just completely it just it doesn't it's not a slap in the face at all to have the owner and the COO of the team and the president of the franchise to you know be like you know what just blindly <laughs> follow me and fuck you if you don't <laughs> such a fuckhead and here's the thing I don't like dancing on the graves by the way hello everybody we missed you and also, this this podcast is 100% Andy's fault slash credit. So whether it goes great or terribly, you can put all the blame or credit on Andy Piccarello, by the way. Me and no, no, but the blame's not on podcast. me. If it sucks, it's on you. You, oh, your no, listeners sure. did not make it better. I mean, that sounds that sounds. Uh, you, you either like it or fuck investing. off. We have not yeah, you... stopped investing in the quality product that we're presenting. No. We haven't started, but we haven't stopped either. No, we have not. And yeah, too, especially when you have no, like, you have nothing over the last 30 years to even write home about, and you're just still shitting on your fans. And honestly, this lo- this is, like, a very loyal city. Like, so it was just an absolute slimeball move. And he just looks like a fucking douche in that red jacket. Not a good then, look. Then, like, he, then, like a Cincinnati reporter gave him the chance to apologize. Like, wait, what did I say? What was wrong? <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have to be more specific. <laughs> he doubled. He doubled but, down. But I said something wrong. Like no, no. Like I mean, we're doing everything we can. Like, like instead of bitching, complaining, you can celebrate what we're doing here. Like you, can <laughs> no, you just pulled off all your players. Like it was a really good. Like this would have been a really promising season. Um, and it looked like the Reds had a lot of good young pieces to build for the future. And you just sold off everything, bro. And like now you're gonna say that shit. At least fucking play like play the game. You know what I mean. Yeah. At least say like, oh, we you know blah blah blah. Like we appreciate our fans. Blah blah blah. My 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 favorite my favorite part of the uh of the offseason. My favorite quote is from Nick Crawl. He's like, we just got to get rid of the peaks and valleys, man. Like we just got to we just got to level everything off and get rid of the peaks and valleys. As you know, as a diehard Reds fan, <laughs> as I, I've seen seven winning seasons, man, I'd love to see some peaks. I would really <laughs> love to see some of those peaks, hey, man. You have to have a peak to see peaks and valleys. It's got to get rid of the piece of balance. We've got to be completely average. If we're average, then they'll stay in tune. I mean, you know, too, I think yeah. you can follow this logic. Let's just take away the valleys. You know what I mean? Let's just do all peaks. Yeah. Why not fill in the valleys? With, yeah, all peaks. Yeah, exactly. Because it seems like, okay, maybe there kind of have been peaks and valleys, but it's been like 
one third peaks, fifth third <laughs> valleys over the last like 15 years. I just don't get it. For the listeners at home, all... we were, Coop and I were making fifth third jokes while Andy was doing the actual work for this podcast. So we were just wondering, and this is going to be a long thing here, but like, why, why name it fifth third bank? And Coop brought up a logical answer, but that's not what we wanted. Like, so it's five thirds of a bank. So like, if you hear right. a fifth third joke, that's where we're coming from, just so you know. Like, Love yeah, if you combined the three of us, we wouldn't be like a three of three human because we'd be much larger than human. Three of three is one human. We'd be a right. fifth third human. And I'm, then I, we were starting to talk about like sports fields named that. Fifth third yeah. arena. I can't remember who plays there, but basically it used to be called three thirds arena. It was just a normal sized arena. Yeah. And then they added two thirds to it. They expanded it basically, mainly yes. adding seats. That's why it's called Fifth Third, but it has nothing to do with the bank. It has nothing to do with it. That's why it's called Fifth Third Arena. You can look it up. Just type in, why is it called Fifth Third Arena? Is it because they added to it when it was previously called uh, Three Thirds Arena? Just type that into Google. It'll pop right up. It's like the eighth thing down. Kenny Freeze is Fifth Thirds of a man. <laughs> That's true. God, I hope he's not listening. This is the follow-up episode to the Kenny Freeze <laughs> interview. Sorry, well, one thing I hey. love is the fact that like our last two episodes, like Adam Bomb with eyeball emojis oh, and Kenny Freeze, and now we're gonna talk about five thirds. Well, we, we, I mean, <laughs> peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. And here's the thing, Andy. This was maybe one of the reasons I didn't want to do a podcast tonight, is because it officially means the bender is over. That is like, this is the official end of the bender. <laughs> and we have, and this is our first podcast since the, uh, like since the NIT. So. Congratulations, everybody! Listen, we are the 69th best team in the country. Forgot to mention that. So, in case if, you if, forgot if, that, if, that happened two weeks ago, <laughs> we also uh, did get big time by three of the other places you could have gone. Just a heads up, just so you know, we tried to pull. We pull people. We tried to pull. They respectfully declined, but they did say no, emphatically no, and also they deleted our number. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, my number at least. I don't know about Andy and Coops. They never had it. My name. <laughs> Good man. They, they had, they had three thirds of my number, but not all five thirds. I love so it was but, coming but, back undelivered. So back on topic, which is fifth third. We were going to do a podcast where we just listed places you could have gone otherwise. Like we were just going to do like five minutes just listing other places you could have gone and just ended it. Yeah, other you. than the Reds games. Like, right. I mean, all sorts of places. You could have gone to, <laughs> I don't know, um, fifth third. Staples and looked at printers. Uh, yeah, fifth you third. could have. Another huge one. Uh, you could have gone to any of the beach stores. There's like probably 800 in Myrtle Beach. There's like eagles, eagles. whales, There's like, wings. Yeah, wh- pretty much anything relating to like a one syllable, one syllable uh, animal. They have. You could have gone to Scallywag Tag. Uh, what what I'm saying is, they could have gone to Pirates uh, Voyage. <laughs> I bet they sell sunscreen there too. That's what I'm trying to get to. You could have gone any of those places and bought sunscreen our poor friend andy he's like he's like the color of a lobster right now um andy i mean like i sent that tweet i was worried sick about you and cap all night thinking like man they're gonna wake up and not remember sunscreen and they're gonna get burnt to a crisp and i was right so here's here's the thing so yes we did forget sunscreen that was not that never even crossed my mind um but when we did eventually get it, like we got the sunscreen, but then we like we packed we had to pack the car and oh we God. we packed the car to a brim, dude. Like 
uh, Jared, when we we originally drove down, it was me, Gabe, Cap, in the car, and then Jerry um, flew down on Sunday. So Saturday night, uh, we didn't have the condo till Sunday, but we drove down Saturday night so that way we can golf on Sunday instead of driving down. And speaking of which, Saturday night, absolute disaster. Like we drove, I should you know, we drove twelve hours, like. It probably took about 11 and a half, 12 hours because it took us some weird fucking way and I didn't trust the GPS. Goddamn uh, so the, the mountains sucked. The, the driving through mountains sucks. So we're canceling Andy, mountains Eric, here. Coop, Coop, he has the most toxic relationship in the world with his fucking GPS. <laughs> He's just always yelling at it. It's always just fucking readjusting. It's, it's the worst GPS I've ever seen. It's fucking terrible. Like it never tells him the right way. The worst part, it's my phone. Oh, man. The machine knows what it's doing right. <laughs> Yeah, you drove to a fucking lake. So, like, we, we, then we finally get to our hotel. Now, keep in mind, like, I found out we had to get a hotel, like, last minute, and I booked it the first, the first cheapest one I could find. And I knew it was going to be bad when I walked it, I walked up, and I just see these two people smoking cigarettes outside the front, and like, they don't have teeth or anything. Um, they're just like sitting there smoking cigarettes. I walk up to the, I'm about to walk in the door, so I, front door, so I can check in, and they're like, well, how can we help you? Oh <laughs> fuck! You run this place, don't you? And from that moment, I knew it was gonna be bad. I walk in, and the guy's not even there. He's like, he just went around the. They're like, he just went around the corner. He'll be back to help you. So, I walk in. I'm starting to get checked in, and he's like, "Can I have your ID to, um, so I can verify your name?" And uh-huh. I hand him my ID. My ID says Andrew Picarillo. He it says Andrew Picarillo, and um, he's like. He looks at me and goes, I don't have a reservation for you. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah, you have a, I booked it. Here, here's my receipt. I paid $130 for this. Um, so said Andy, didn't it? He's like, is, is this your last name? Like, yeah. Then who the hell is Andy? <laughs> I'm like, you fucking moron. It was like, high just, society. <laughs> high society, <laughs> So yeah, we get that we get all that straight now. Then he's like, "Oh yeah, but you have to like you pay like another thirty dollars for the cross um of processing fee. It was like one hundred sixty dollars for the shitty ass hotel." He was man. We <laughs> it took him like thirty minutes to check into. Yeah, like, like holding his work monitors, and we're just standing there like fucking. Shows. Yeah, in the middle Every of time checking. we look over, Andy's just fucking not like shaking his head, fucking furious. <laughs> and like, like, I'm in the middle of checking in. Like, I'm in the middle. Of, like, I have my credit card out, and I'm like giving him my name. And then the phone rings. He's like, "Can you just like go stand there for a few minutes?" <laughs> like, it's a great customer service, man. <laughs> it was yeah, awesome. That's a, that's a so disaster. What he's saying is, it was a great time. Yeah, and so you're already absolutely. 160 bucks in the hole. So yeah, yeah I get. Why you couldn't buy the sunscreen? That makes sense. And plus, you were already red from being angry. You're gonna be red no matter what. Then, like, dude, this I swear, this hotel was absolutely a shithole. Like, I felt dirty after showering. Was like, it called sw- red, something like Red Tree Inn or something no, like that? It's called Ocean Star. So don't stay at Ocean Star. Okay. Uh, wow. Because I'll tell you uh, this, there's something about, like, getting a hotel last minute in Myrtle Beach. My family used to go there every single year. This, ha- of course, has to do with Xavier basketball. 
Um, but we'd stay there like every year in Myrtle Beach. We'd rent a condo, whatever. But we decided like, okay, let's go down one day earlier. And we were just going to get like a cheap hotel, literally just to, just to sleep there. That was our goal. And we go to like this one place, which I think was like Red Tree Inn or something. That's why I brought it up. And uh, like we check in and it was like that same situation. Like a guy is smoking a cigarette outside, then like throws it on the ground, doesn't even step on it, walks in, checks us in, whatever. We go up an elevator that like creaks and then we walk in and it's like this hotel room that's clean, but smells like cigarettes. And there was like um, Bojangles bags with like actual like, like leftover Bojangles in, in it still in a bag of popcorn, like on the nightstand, like half eaten. And we're like, yeah, we're not staying here. But I think it, it's something about those hotels and like Myrtle Beach. Cause like at the end of the day, it is like South Carolina still. And you have to like remember that. But yeah, the hotel it, district in South and Myrtle Beach is just it's a it's ratchet. Yeah, there's yeah. like really nice ones, and then there's like just absolutely disastrous, yeah. like hasn't been clean since like Bush was president type of hotels. My yeah. favorite part about it was the fact that so I'm brushing my teeth, like before we go pick Jerry up from the airport the next morning. Um, I I'm brushing my teeth and like I turn on I open I, flip up the water on the sink and it's like there was not even a drain like water <laughs> straight from the faucet to the floor <laughs> and i was like drunk and shit the next morning and i was like i swear to god there's like water all over my feet right now. like i just turned the water on it's just like i feel like it's just splashing all over my feet but like, i'm really must be fucking hammered i look down i'm like no it's just splashing all over my feet that's just that's just what's happening what happened when not. andy looked down on his feet yeah but wild times and the water pressure is absolutely fucking insane. <laughs> I, I I was abused by the shower. Yeah, we flooded the like not on purpose. It just is, was fucking. It was like painful, like painfully bad water pressure. Wild times. So and, and we almost got, got kicked out. Yeah, we did almost get kicked out. If you want to hear that story now, Coop, we can do it now, or you think we should get back on topic? Get back on topic. I say Coop's choice. On topic, we haven't been on topic yet. I mean, well, so okay, you me to- why'd you almost? Yeah, why'd you almost get kicked? All out? Right, All right, so. All right, fuck that shit, fuck that shit. And you can probably tell the story better than I. I don't really, I don't really remember it. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so we like it's it's fun that we were that we got down there on Final Four day. So we go um to this little little bar, a nice little spot to have some drinks and uh um watch the basketball. Really, that was actually a pretty solid spot. Um, and time. we obviously and so we we have a lot of drinks. We and we get pretty drunk, and we we walk back to the hotel and. And we decided we want some. We we got some snacks on the way uh, on the way down there, and we wanted them because we're drunk. Um, so we go down to the car to get, and we pull out these like crunch berries, the Captain Crunch crunch berries. We had a little bag of those, and Gabe hands them to Cap, and Cap <laughs> immediately decided that was the proper time to gronk spike them. <laughs> so he just full on like screams and just gronk spikes uh, them on the ground. And then, like, Gabe picks them. He's like, what the fuck? He picks them back up, and he decides to Gronk spike them again. So, like, <laughs> this is when we found out their cameras work because. That's um, shocking. <laughs> we might have been pretty loud. They might have just heard us because we were probably screaming. It's possible. Like, we're, we're, like, just laughing and shit and, like, running play action past these crunch berries. And uh, then all of a sudden, like, this dude's like, hey. And he like starts wag, waving his finger at me, like "Come here," 
And I'm like, wow, you know, you finger me long enough, I'll come. And uh, <laughs> so, and the next thing you know, like, <laughs> yell, like getting honest for like being loud and shit. And like, if you want to stay here, you need to quiet down. There are children here. You should have said, actually, I don't want to stay here. Yeah, I, guess, I don't want to stay here. I just don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs> where else are you going? Where, where to go? are you going to go? <laughs> I have a child. Yeah, it's like, but he could have said fucking anything. He could have just said, like, yo, it's our hotel. Quiet down. Okay, cool. Like, I get that. We got to be quiet at a hotel. But, like, why the children thing? Like, fuck your kids, bro. Like, Michael Jordan shit. I'm going to fuck about them kids. Like, it, I don't know. Like, it's just a dumb thing to bring up. Like, you think that's going to change my mind? Like, like I get that we need to be quiet, but, like, that's not going to do anything to, like, my mindset. Was it the same guy, by chance, that runs security at Cintas Center? Yes. I would say not likely, but possible. Okay. Same vibes. Could be brothers. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they definitely look – they have the, the same angry look. Same yeah. eyes. <laughs> Except security one was at a hotel. Alike. One was at a playoff basketball game. <laughs> Please sit down and be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, And people should know, like, I'm not good at the whole being quiet thing. No, he's not. (laughs) Can't confirm. But we definitely have more vacation stories. Have we beaten the Castellini thing to death? Yeah. We'll have little jokes in and out. But, yeah, no, no need to talk about that motherfucker. That just sucks. So I thought it was really funny, and this is not be a long thing either. I don't know if you saw Andy. I know you're a T Wolves fan. I've always been kind of a closet T Wolves fan. Pat Bev and the Timberwolves go to the playoffs, and it was like they won like Michael Jordan's sixth championship in a row. It was fucking incredible. There's got to be a Titanic video out there. Absolutely phenomenal celebration. <laughs> I, I honestly I get it. Like after the the past few years as a Timberwolves fan, it's like it's been brutal. Like. Because they've had, they've just come nowhere close. And like Pat Bevy's just an extremely emotional player to begin with. And like uh, the team that basically said, We don't have a spot for you, fuck you. Where else are you going to go? Um, here we know exactly <laughs> where to go Minnesota. Definitely. You're going to be stuck there. Yeah. And um, for him to I, get, like, especially having the game winning steal and just be an absolute pest all day. I, I get the like the excitement and the emotion behind it, but the dude was like the motherfucker was crying about literally getting into the playoffs. <laughs> it was like what a seven seed. Yeah, they, they were the set. They were the seven seed. Yeah, and like, I, it, it, that's that's just like you know when when we were playing NC State in the play in turn and in, in the in Dayton, winning that game and just like full on jumping on the scores table, balling your eyes out. Like it was you beat you beat an even opponent, bro. Like <laughs> what it reminded me of was like like the celebration was uh the that one time the Browns won their first game after the 0 and 16 season and literally like you would have thought they had just won a Super Bowl like people are crying people are like hugging each other people are proposing like that's what <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. they got they got to open up the beer um the beer cave that's true that is true. I wish that the Browns owner would have said, where are you going to go after two straight winless seasons? <laughs> I mean, that would fucking joke. I don't know. <laughs> All of this could change pretty quick, too. Um, before this season, I was like, I was convinced Mike Brown was the worst owner in the history of professional sports. And I'm not saying he still isn't, but 
then they went to the Super Bowl, and I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. I thought they would – I didn't think they'd win a home game this year. The, the, the right – the thing that Mike Brown did, like, I mean, he was bad at it his, like, entire career, but he handed the reins off to his to his daughters and the people who actually know how to run a franchise. Like, he opened up the doors and opened up the checkbook and said, like, all right, you guys are running this shit now. Um, I'll, I'll be the final voice, but basically he gave his support to other people. The Castellini and the entire Reds ownership group, they're just not open to doing that. Hmm. I would do it. I would do it like, like the, like, what do you think they pay Nick Crawl? Like, I don't know. Well, they pay him about, they probably pay him about, you know, about 10,000 a year to, like you know, make some decisions and about four point nine million a year to just follow whatever the fuck they say and be their scapegoat. Four point nine million to be a scapegoat. That's that's just ridiculous. I'd do it for four point eight. I'd be yeah. their scapegoat for four point eight. I also think Nick Crawl's like one of the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. I hate that dude. The dude belongs selling uh like Mercedes hot dogs. Bins. That's the same guy that is the douche on Parks and Rec, right? Same, same yeah. name. Right? Same name, yeah. I, t- I take the douche over that douche. What up, douche nation? Actually, a throwback, I put that soundbite on the very first Roll Blob podcast on the intro. It goes, what up, douche nation? It was on the very first podcast throwback. Go back and listen. Nick Crawl throwback. Very good. That's a hell of a Venn diagram right there. <laughs> Nick Crawl Roll Blob podcast Venn diagram. <laughs> Ben Diagram's such a good actor. He was in The Pacifier. I still watch <laughs> He was so good, dude. Yeah, the little girl talks about his titties in that movie. I yeah. can't remember. Oh, oh like, I didn't God. get that. I didn't buy the premium version. I just watched the one that... Ah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> like, the first disc. I didn't have the second disc. <laughs> oh, so I, I watched get the, that part. I watched Ben D's Hole. <laughs> My bad. Ben That's what he did in Myrtle Beach? Fuck. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me that the version I watched at 12 years old was not the version they put out in theaters? Fuck. <laughs> that, that, pacifier. that explains a lot. Pacifier. <laughs> um, so we might as well talk Xavier stuff. So Ooh. there has been quite a bit of coaching movement, obviously. Um, we've all been waiting for the bomb to drop. If anything, boys, I kind of wanted to keep delaying this podcast so we could talk about the Xavier Xaviers. But apparently when you're going to announce tomorrow, that means – That means you got to do it tomorrow. To <laughs> But didn't he say, or I don't know if it was him, but I remember seeing like Xavier Pinson's going to announce where he's going to go tomorrow. And that was like on Tuesday. That's true. It was either on I mean, Monday. Wait, so if that's the way players are doing it, like then what the fuck is Tyrell Ward going to commit? Because like, the dude literally just like made this big announcement. He's like, I'm going to announce in three weeks that you're still gonna, not going to know where the fuck I'm going because I'm going to announce yeah, six schools. Gonna- yeah, that that ship is sailing. I think I'm not even I'm not even thinking about Tyrell Ward. I know, but like it's just the whole concept. Like there are people who like legitimately have a chance to get him, and they're really? like, he's like, all right, guys, announcement time. Here's the announcement of the announcement and in like three entire weeks. Process for those guys. It's super late. Yeah, like, most <laughs> guys are already most guys are already analyzed. Analyzers Some of them are like, packing up to get ready to go to campus. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, Tyrell's, but he's a big-time recruit. He's going to do his thing. But, yeah, so I think obviously you have to start with the big get, and that is – I'm going to be honest with you. 
I've only been moderately following everything. Obviously, I've been seeing what's going on. I'm staying on my little bender. Caps went on a little sabbatical, and I'm fucking loving it. So I don't know the names of all the coaches just yet, other than we add another Miller. So in my head, Coop, this is before I get mm. serious talk, I imagine a Xavier Xavier's with an all-Miller coaching staff. Oh, my God. That would That's be amazing. True. Yeah, we're moving in that direction, hopefully. Hopefully, we can get closer, you know, in the next couple of days. But you get the guy from Stanford, the, uh, their associate head coach. Um, who's brought in multiple five-star recruits. That's the one that really pops off. And, uh, you know, from what Rick had said, one of, you know, one of the consensus best assistants in the game. So that, I think that was a massive, massive get. Anytime you uh, can bring in a five-star, something Xavier hasn't really had. I mean, that would be huge. Like just the hype when Xavier does get a five-star player is yeah, going to be like absolutely free. unreal, especially if his name is also Xavier, which, 50 50 odds so we can only hope that that happens that there's a five-star <laughs> player named Xavier yeah, the best preferably musketeer is his last name comes in and just like he's our next like I don't know Anthony Davis yeah he's Xavier's next Anthony Davis. or our <laughs> our first Anthony Davis our <laughs> third Anthony Davis no no you're good no but I think that was a massive get I think if he was a coach he would be a five-star ranked coach just, just I think he is a coach, though. Hey, sources should say. we should we start doing that? Yeah, Ranking let's start. Coaches, let's start like stars adding stars. Your... Yeah, but I stars don't, the five you? star. Yeah, five's too many. That's ridiculous. Oh, let's go fifth thirds um, of that. Fifth okay. thirds of five. Seven star coach. Mass, okay. mass a little off, but that's okay. I mix so, up the yeah. yeah, but anyway, so yeah, but, but that's a big get though. Like he brought in, I think he was the lead recruiter on two five stars, and then two just to go and steal Stanford's. I mean, Stanford's not what they used to be. They don't have the Lopez twins or anything like that, but like it's still Stanford. You know what I mean? And like it's still like a, a good steal. You know what I mean? Um, and then so the Roll Bob podcast did come out with a scoop that Tim Miles is be added to the staff. We had the right school to knock around <laughs> guy. So I like to think that you know it was still a relatively valid source. It wasn't like. We said we were going to get Tim Miles, and like we just hire some like main coach. Main. I mean, you know, we. Oh yeah, (laughs) true. Uh, I mean, yeah, we got the school right. What else could you ask for? Yeah. No one would know. We we narrowed it down. We narrowed it down to like six options. Just like Tyrell Ward. And I think too, what this whole process has done for me is showed me how many goddamn positions there are in a D one college basketball team. And I have none of them. Holy. Fuck you have athletic yes. director, associate athletic director. What the fuck is that one position that retired 52 said? Like, uh, fuck. It was some – I'll look up the tweet in a second. But it was something super random. Uh, assistant to the athletic director. Yeah, assistant – like, but who is the fucking uh, – this Ryan Reynolds guy going to fucking be? Well, he's going to be Mario. Well, who's Mario going to be? I mean, my prediction is – Also Mario. <laughs> he's a, he's, like, he's going to be a plumber. Mario. So now we're the, the Xavier, Xavier, Mario Millers. I'm uh, so like, I, like my legitimate prediction is, I'm thinking Greg Christopher steps up into an ed, like a solely administrate, uh, administrative role, and then Mario takes Greg Christopher's job. Like that seems like the home run thing to do there, because Mario's done a damn that good a, job. I think it's a big jump though, because he's only managed basketball, and I'm not saying that's not like the crown jewel by a mile, but like. I feel like it's, it's Xavier. Fun. If you if you have basketball rolling, you're doing a damn good job as the athletic director. Yeah, yeah. They're willing yeah, to sacrifice cool. literally every other sport. As much as I, do, plus, I have like enjoyed rectangles this year. 
would be they won probably, again. Beat beat Noah. You know, like, take that. You know the Bo nose commercials. I feel like yeah. they sell Mario as like the athletic director. You'd have to do like a Mario nose commercial, like Mario knows lacrosse. Mario knows. <laughs> Good idea. For it's the, just stating things that he knows. Yeah, and it's just him with his two fingers like this, like with his hair slicked back and everything. Like, like what? Can you do that again so the people at home can see? Yeah, yeah, too, yeah. So they can see because this is this is a, a an audio medium, but I'm using visual cues here. Um, I was putting a V around my mouth. Oh, here's the like he like, for the people at home. He doesn't even have his camera on right now. We couldn't even see him. Yeah, that's what I was going. For. We can you imagine profile it, picture so. from Facebook. Right, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we see that. Yeah. So, and I was doing it in that picture. So, hold on. Here was the uh, fuck. Never mind. I, all right. Eight. So, Dobo for the straight throat. TBD roll. TBD. What, what the fuck's a TBD roll? It's not an what? egg roll. I'll tell you that. Yeah, fucking retired fifty-two. Who's like pretty like fucking on point about everything. Oh, Why the fuck to did be he determined put... roll. Okay, yeah, I like, see. You know, there's going to be a role to be determined. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, basically, we're going to hire you. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do, but you're going to be with us. <laughs> but like, like, what's he even talking about, though? Yeah, I don't know. Got... Point. And will he? Will I, I, I the, don't know. Will the TBD role need an assistant? More than likely, yeah. Well, then sign and, me the fuck up. Like, if Mario does become the AD, not to be confused with Anthony Davis, who I mentioned earlier, former savior player. So, um, so wait. So, are you saying that the, the uniforms? Are you saying that the Xavier five star is going to be the next athletic director? It's kind of sounding like it is. Uh. Wow. I do have names, this by the All the adding up. Coach, the associate coach from Stanford's Adam Cohen. The assistant coach we got from San Jose State, his name is David Miller. And then we actually we uh, we obviously retained Dante. Were either of you surprised that we didn't retain Danny Peters? I mean, originally yes, but after like I I kind of came to terms with it that it was it wasn't going to happen fairly early. It just the all the signs were there pretty immediately. There was very what little was, talk about there, it. Was there? Did you hear about any reasons or anything like that? I mean, his name's not Miller. I mean, that definitely He's hurts. likely heading towards St. Peter's will be his final destination. That'd be awesome. In the, on the coaching, in the coaching world. <laughs> this is my final stop. Yeah, I just this, thought that yeah. was a logical step. And I guess in my opinion, and maybe this is the way I perceive things, and I think this is the good thing about this podcast is we're, like, completely fans. So I think most fans will understand our point of view. Like, I thought Dante getting the Xavier job was a huge leap. I mean, he was at Air Force – and what, Kent State? Murray, NKU. I, NKU. So like Un, Under Dave Measle, of all people. Getting the Xavier job was a massive leap. And obviously, he played for Miller, so there's a connection there. But, like, in my head, I thought – in my head, I'm like, I don't think he gets this job if he never went to Xavier. You know what I mean? Like, this, this is kind of out oh, of the yeah. leap as far as, like, whatever. So, I thought if anyone was going to get the ax, it was going to be him, to be completely honest. Like, and I know he played for Miller, but who knows how valuable Miller sees him as a coach. And I felt like Danny Peters was like a pretty big young up and coming coach. So and well, he was on Miller's staff. So I was kind of surprised that he got the act. Well, here's the know. here's the thing about Dante. Um, like Dante, I think I think Miller noticed this. Dante keeps this team together. Oh yeah, uh, he, he keeps the continuity. He he, because uh, it's been a long time since Miller's been at Xavier. The uh, like these guys that are playing for like that are playing for us right now don't really know Miller as a Xavier coach. So, uh, having Dante there, you can te- like get them used to Miller's 
tendencies and explain exactly how this guy is and what to expect with this coaching style, especially in a spot oh, yeah, where, like, when the transfer portal is so big, like, they're not stuck here. Like, it's not a whole Reds fan thing where you're stuck here. You don't have anywhere else to go. They have the they have the portal. They can they have the option to go elsewhere. And uh, but have a guy who actually knows his coaching style and uh, can truly relate to these guys and relate to Sean Miller as well. It can be kind of that bridge between yeah. this guy they don't know and this whole group of players that Sean doesn't know. That that, that just keeps this team together. Like I yeah. truly believe that we don't keep we don't bring Kiki back. We don't bring honestly. Don't even think we bring Fremantle back if. Uh, if Dante is not here. Oh, the bird getting Fremantle back yet, though. I feel like he probably would have transferred by now if he was going to. Uh, but I feel like it, with Fremantle, like no good, no news is good news. Yeah, that's fair. I'll also say it's probably nice to have a coach you can just openly talk shit about. That's true. That's true. Like yeah. I mean, that I, that's my role on my team. You can just talk shit about how he can't dribble during your opening press conference. Mm-hmm. Like that's a pretty good asset to have. Yeah, once you roast an assistant coach, like you have to bring him back. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't just, like, true. roast his left hand and then be like, all right, bye. That's just a courtesy. I guess I was just surprised that Peters wasn't one of the guys to make the cut, but I'd be interested to to learn why that was, if there if any details come out on that. And uh, I've heard he might be following Jonas. I feel like that would be a on pretty Twitter? good step I think he may have been following him already. Oh, okay. Has anything come out about that, that uh, Danny Peters is following Jonas? I mean, I'll check right now. He would have to Pull be up the, the Georgia State forums. Maybe they have a Georgia State report. Yeah, I like to think that they do. But I feel like he'd have to be like the associate coach to even think about doing that because that's a – Oh, yeah. Big. Yeah, it's got to be a, a big title. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so all that happened. So coaching staff, I think if you're a Xavier fan right now, it's hard to be anything but ecstatic about the coaching staff. Oh, yeah. And even like – Okay, our biggest fear, and it, it was not even a fear, it was something we knew was going to happen, would be losing Jonas, right? And then even though he leaves to accept the head coaching job, which we all see coming, like the coaching staff is still like, all things considered, probably better off than it was last year, even yeah. losing Jonas. I mean, it's like, it's stacked. They're going to be fine. Yeah, I tend to agree. And uh, so coaching staff, I would give the coaching staff like an A. Like it's hard to imagine that it would have turned out much better than this, especially when you have Sean Miller. Uh, and by the way, seeing him on the hardwood, Xavier Blue is just chef's kiss. Good to see. Um, what do we think about the portal so far? I'm honestly very surprised at how many guys Xavier's retained. I would have thought we were going to lose Fremantle, and I would have thought we were going to lose at least someone else. Um, I'm surprised Deontay came back. Um, uh, I guess I'm not shocked that Kiki's coming back, um, even though it's still weird. Um, but what do you guys think about the portal so far and how it's played out for X? Yeah, I figured I could have left. Heading into the offseason, um, like during the NIT games, I was kind of thinking, like, who is going to leave? Ben Stanley was, to me, always a very obvious answer. Yeah. Um, Deontay, I figured, would have. Um, Dwan, we all kind of knew in advance that that might be possibly happening um so I wasn't too surprised with that but Kiki um did kind of surprise me but like it might sound crazy I think I asked you guys a couple podcasts ago like under Sean Miller 
I think Kiki could be like a legit weapon. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's going to be a starting type of player, but off the bench, like, I think he could be a serious spark. Um, and I, I'm really actually pumped to see that just how he works under Sean Miller. Um, and then, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll still see with Fremantle, but I feel like, like you said, especially him, he's still a big time player. Like he'd find somewhere very quickly. I feel like he'd, if he were transferring, he would have already is what I'm thinking. With that being said, he'll probably enter the portal like an hour after we drop this podcast, but we'll see. I mean, that already. So anything that we say right here, just know the opposite is going to happen. Um, So obviously like we, we know way too much and where we say the opposite. So like who's, Ever, it's more impressive to get everything wrong than everything right. That's true. A lot of people say that. And as far as the transfer portal uh, and the way it's gone for Xavier, and the the, I was I'm fairly pleasantly shocked about what's about the events that have transpired. Again, I thought Kiki was gone, and Coop is absolutely right. He probably can uh, under Sean Miller, who is uh, he's openly said elite offense over elite defense. Um, so he's because it does take like it <clears throat> offense is going to be defense every day of the week, 10 times out of 10. It's just up to the up to the good defense to cause bad offense. But every time good offense is going to beat good defense. So he's it seems like Sean Miller is going to emphasize that, which is where Kiki has a role. Travis Steele, he emphasized defense and creating points with their defense and uh, and winning the game in the half court. That's where Kiki didn't have a role. So. I think Kiki kind of saw that and um, after probably had a meeting with Sean Miller about that and kind of figured out, okay, I have a, I have a legitimate role here. He's in a microwave score. He's going to be a spark off the bench. We will see, we probably will see him thrive in Sean Miller's offense. Uh, One thing that I've always remembered um, was the Travis Steele show, the podcast he did with Byron and Joe um, semi like kind of weekly. But um, this was probably the 2018-19 season, possibly 19-20. I can't remember. But um, they asked who is the best shooter on the team. And without hesitation, Travis Seal said Kiki. Like it was not with no hesitation. And I always kept that in the back of my mind. Like, okay, he's the best shooter on the team. And, I mean, obviously, yeah, his defense wasn't comparable to the guys that were getting minutes over him half the time but that always just stuck in my mind and then you'd see him play like three minutes a game not play several games and you know just not be given the ball like that's always stuck in my mind so it's just been like a matter of time but I still think he can be and I know I just said this but I'm serious like I think he could be a legitimate like scorer I think he could be a a real big difference maker for the team and in a good way like there's difference makers um, on the team for sure, but I think he could he could be a big, big, big time key player for Xavier. Yeah, the talent's certainly there. I mean, we saw it his freshman year, and even going into his sophomore year, um, his you know real sophomore year, like the beginning of that season, he was just torching. Like we've seen him do it, and like all the athletic abilities there. And I think he's the perfect kind of a player for for Miller, who wants multiple guards. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's gone. I mean, once we got Colby and. Nunji, I was like, okay, like we're gonna need yeah. It. yeah. Those are the those are the two big ones that that you needed. Yeah. Which like, I mean, losing Dwan sucks. I mean, he was gonna be it was gonna be his team this year. Like he's been using the show out there, which I believe but, like, that he should have been the, this past year. 
Is losing Dwan and getting Pinson a downgrade? I don't think so. As far – okay, so I would consider it, yes, a little bit of a downgrade because Dwan knows this team. They have a chemistry, and he, was, and he played really, really well. Um, but Sean Miller likes shooting point guards. Now, Pinson's not exactly that, but he's at he's least not. a somewhat threat. Yeah, you don't have to play him within 10 feet. Yeah. Like you can't like clog Duan, the lane when he's there. And I, and I, I love Dwan. I'm a big Dwan Odom fan. But, like, his game is so ridiculously one-dimensional, and it hasn't improved at all in that aspect. Like, he hey, it did no- improve. He did get rid of the dribble before the shot. That's there about it. <laughs> but he's no more likely to hit a three-pointer in a game than he was the day he stepped on campus. Like, let's just call so it. So you're, uh, you're saying that Dwan is gone, but there's a Pinson plan. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I guess what I'm saying is if you get a pretty solid pension guard, plan, Andy, uh, it's a it's a reference to pension plan. P- fifth third people would get it. It's, it's right. a finance thing. Five yeah, thirds of people will get it. Yeah, five thirds of the people on the podcast get it. Um, I just I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I think it's an upgrade, if I'm being completely honest. Um, and I love Dewan, but I, I get you on the chemistry thing, but um it, it just the shooting is just really hard to Yeah, for what Sean Miller likes, it makes perfect sense. I mean, like I I mean, it's pretty common knowledge that um, Sean Miller loves, um, like, loves shooting point guards. And so between that and then Dwan's mentors not liking the Miller hire, I think it's just pretty much obvious that Dwan Odom was gone. Um, I am a little shocked that he did not have bigger schools to choose Georgia State over. Yeah. So that, that, that really stunned me. But, I mean, I guess that just shows, like, the value that shooting has. Because he has every other tool, but he just oh, yeah. simply cannot shoot. And I think other coaches probably saw that. And he'll uh, he's going to dominate the fucking Sun Belt. Like he's with, he without, he's going to absolutely dominate that conference. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It wouldn't surprise me if he scores 15 a game next season easily. Like at all. Yeah. I think he was going to score 15 a game in the Big East, much less the Sun Belt. Yeah, he's going to be pretty I know, good. I know it's April, and there's still uh, some roles TBD on the coaching staff and on the court. But as of now, what's your starting five right now, Andy? My starting five? I guess with, yeah. with the team that we have? With the team that we okay. have. Assume assume Pinson. And like I said, since we're saying okay. that, he'll probably commit to Mississippi State tomorrow. Okay. But assume Xavier Pinson chooses his namesake. Okay. All right. Like his mother says he's going to. <laughs> yes. And she did not she absolutely Shouts. did not publicly Shouts tweet that. That's not true. Response, by the way. <laughs> Marcus is on it. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> All right. So my personal starting five. Um so I got Pinson. Shocker there. I know, you're stunned. Then Kunkel. Then I'll have Colby. I do think uh, Fremantle's back and we'll start. And then um, uh, then Jack Nungy. Now, what I would like is <laughs> less Fremantle and Jack on the floor together because I unless they can um, regain that, like gain a lot of that chemistry. Like we saw, we saw at the end of this, like, at the end of the NIT, they played pretty well that together that first half. Like they were, um, they played the high low real well. 
Uh, and I, if we can see more of that, then they can be playable together. But most of the season, they were not very playable together. I'd like to see a lot more of um, Colby at the four, maybe slide Adam Kunkel to the three and you know, fill in at the two. But I just don't see that out of the starting lineup so far. I don't see how you keep Jerome Hunter out of your starting lineup. I mean, I thought he was going to – I just predict he's going to enter the transfer portal and go I – mean, be the next guy at Duke. <laughs> exactly. Theo Johnskis. Yeah, I think that's probably it. I think that's probably it. Coop, did you have any yeah. uh, between that starting lineup? Other, other than Kiki Tandy, obviously. Yeah, Cesar. Hey. Personally, would not be mad at um, that would be Cesar like the, the starter. But like, would it make me upset? It would make you I, upset or would not make you upset? It's, it's like the only one that would actually make me upset. Really? And are, are we sure that we're not getting a, another year of Paul Scruggs? No, I know Has he made his decision back. yet? No. All right, so Paul's my sixth man. He's coming back to Xavier. We just don't know when. Like, I'm sure at some point, you know, it could be 10 years from now. I'm sure he'll be back for a game. I'm sure he'll come back. I'd assume. So when he does come back, are people going to be like, uh, is Paul Scruggs here to interview for the coaching job? Uh, more than likely. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, no, that's a joke. He's not coming back. Andy, speaking of jokes. Is it that time? Is I think it it's time? that time. I All right. Time. So I heard a joke the other day and immediately I thought, I just need, I just need to tell these guys and I need to share this with everybody. I absolutely loved it. And I, th- I truly believe that every listener at home is going to love this podcast for this. So just bear with me um, and hang out here. Relax. I'm excited. All right. Where else are you going to go? Where else are you going to go? All right. So there's this girl. She's turning. It's about to be her third birthday. And her dad goes up to her and asks, well, sweetheart, what do you want for your birthday? And she goes, Daddy, I want a pink penguin. And he's like, okay, well, let's go get – you're my, you're my little girl. I'll get you your pink penguin. He goes to all the toy stores in the city. Can't find this pink penguin. Can't find this pink penguin at all. And, like, he can feel the broken heart. So he's like, I got to get her something big. So he gets her this awesome tea set. It's, it even comes with real tea. And, like, some of them are even, like, in the shapes of a tea and all the sugar cubes are in a tea, so it's like a legitimate tea set. Super excited. She loves it. She's grateful. It's, it's all good. Two years go by, and she's turning five now. Then her, she, her dad goes up to her and asks, sweetheart, what do you want for your birthday this year? Daddy, like, I mean, I love, I love that tea set, but I really, really want that pink penguin. So he's like, Okay. All right, it didn't, maybe it might be, they had they restocked this time, so we'll, maybe we'll probably find it this time. So he goes all to the all the toy stores, every single mall in the city, couldn't find it there. So he expanded out, maybe crossed state borders, went into Ohio a little bit, uh, and couldn't find it there. So couldn't find that damn pink penguin. But he's like, can't can't break her heart. Got to step it up. He gets her a Barbie dream house. Of course, I mean it's it's. It comes with like the little play, the play Corvette. It's all pink. 
comes with Barbie and Ken, about six bedrooms. Like it, it's it's an awesome dream house. It's legitimately the dream house. So she loves it. It's all good, and she's she's really happy. Happy little five year old running around. Then three more years go by, and Dad asks, "All right, all right, sweetheart, what do you want for your birthday this year?" Daddy, I. It's got to be out there. Like, I really, really want this pink penguin. And it's like, oh, God, not again. He dodged the last two years, but that third year, she, she remembered. So he goes to every toy store in the state, every single toy store in the state, and then even expands a little even farther. It cannot find that pink penguin. Man, it's like he's like convinced it doesn't exist. But, you know, for his little girl, he's got to get her something big. So he takes big and adds wheel to it, gets her a big wheel. All pink, got the, um, like the handlebars, got the little, um, the, like, flareys things. The, the little <laughs> bell thing. Wheels. He's got, got bells, and it even comes with Pokemon cards up on the back that sound like motorcycles. It's all good. Like, she loves it. So she's super happy got, and very, very grateful. Loves, gives her dad a big old hug. And then three years go by. She's turning 11 now. Math, it's awesome for math podcast. Thanks so, she's twelve. And no, no, she's eleven. I have it written down. Okay. Um, <laughs> she goes, sweetheart, what do you want for your birthday this year? Daddy, like, please, please, I really, really want that pink penguin. Oh, oh God. Okay, this again. So he goes to every single toy store. He goes to every Dave and Buster's. Not a, you can't even win it with tickets anymore. So, and then he even goes to the zoo, the zoo to ask where he can find a pink penguin. And they just, they, they have no, they can't, they can direct into black penguins, some white penguins, some black and white penguins, but no pink penguins. But, okay. So he decides to go big. Okay. We are going on a shopping spree. They go to every Tanger outlet in the country, all 45 of them. Thank you, Stanley. Stanley Tandry. Like they and they just go to all the Ann Taylors, all the Nike shops, all the Oakley stores. This girl comes back bussing. She is having a day. She did what? What? She did what? She's bougie as shit having a day. (laughs) 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 Then uh, so then five more years go by. She's 16 now. You know what happens on the 16th birthday. You know what every girl wants on, on her 16th birthday. She wants that pink penguin again. So she's really caught up on this pink penguin. So, Daddy, I want that pink penguin. Okay. We're going to tr- oh, try again. Goes to every zoo east of the Mississippi. They can't find this pink penguin. Even at the gift shop, there's no pink penguin. He's looking everywhere, digging holes to see if they somehow Swam, like got underground or somewhere uh, find, finds fossils of pink penguin that can lead him to these these things. Nope, can't find him anywhere. So just can't break her heart. It's your little girl. He gets her Mercedes. Man, that Mercedes. It runs well. Don't know who sold it to him, but did a damn good job. And it's even pink. So kind of got half of it, right? Pink penguin, That's pink Mercedes. That's not a factory paint. <laughs> he, he works at Mercedes of Westchester. You would know. All right. Oh, well, he didn't get into that one. Uh, 
<laughs> you got the other Mercedes. Okay. So I don't work at Westchester. I work at Cincinnati. That is the other Mercedes. Still not a factory paint, but. <laughs> it used to be. This is a long time ago. It used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say I looked I up Bing Bing one and saw one in five seconds. This guy sucks. Anyways. So he gets, he gets the Mercedes. Mercedes. He gets the Mercedes. And she, no, she's, it, it's running real well. It's got three wheels. And she's driving all to school, driving to school, looking all fly. And she's like, she's the talk of the town. Got those pink Mercedes, but man, really could be, could be a pink penguin though. Could be real at the talk of the country. So oh, nine years go by nine years, he dodged it for eight years, but on her 25th birthday, what do you want for your birthday, sweetheart? Daddy. I still can't stop thinking about that pink penguin. Like, okay. All right. So he searches every zoo in the United States. Cannot find this pink penguin. Not at all. Not even close. Didn't, did not look at the same search bar Cap just did. Can't find this pink penguin at all. So he, get not, he already got out of the Barbie dream house. Now, taking a step further, can't break her heart, gets her a beach house in Jamaica. These guys got a lot of fucking money. So they get, she's got this beach house. She's had, she loves it. She get, takes vacations there, um, taking her, take, takes her dog there. Not a pink dog, but it's a, it's a regularly colored dog, but has, it's, it's, a, it's got factory paint. And then we'll, we'll fast forward 15 years, 15 years, but all her life, she's wanted this pink penguin. She's 40 now. So she's sweetheart. What do you want for birthday? Oh, Daddy, I really want that pink penguin. She took she took off smoking. And <laughs> okay, let's go find this pink penguin. Grits his teeth. He goes to every zoo in the country. He goes to Canada. He talks to some Inuits, even makes his way up to Alaska, weighs high to Putin over in Russia. I think that I think they border or something. Um, and just cannot find damn pink penguin so but you already got the beach house can't break her heart again let's go along with it buys her a boat she's on a boat motherfucker don't you ever forget so she loves it she's happy she's she can't be mad i mean like it, it's a boat at a beach a like, pink boat it's uh, i don't even i don't know there's details we don't know what the factory paints like um <laughs> So she's happy. Then we'll go ahead and fast forward 25 years. So uh, it's hard to think she's that she 60, might be thinking, 65. forgetting about this. Yeah, she's 65 now. So she might, might be thinking, like, moving on from this pink penguin, but no, her 65th birthday. Daddy, I really want that pink penguin. She stopped smoking. And so her 90-year-old daddy is taking his cane, goes to every zoo, every pet store in America, in North America, even makes his way down to South America because apparently you're going to find some penguins in Brazil. Uh, so, but you know what? You never know. You, they might have a Chuck E. Cheese down there where you can, where you can find this pink penguin. He doesn't. But you know what? We're going to buy my baby girl an island. There's an island just off the coast of Jamaica. He buys that island. You can build another beach house if you would like. You have that land. It's all yours. She loves it. It's okay. 
we're not like we're not going to complain about that. It's not what I wanted, but you know, who's, who's going to complain about an island? Then, you know, year decades go by. She's turning ninety. His dad's really sticking it out. Man. <laughs> yeah, he he really he really um, ate his skyline and drank his Bud Light. He's really living really? along. Um, so yeah, turning ninety, and wow, she. She really, really wants this pink penguin. So, sweetheart, what do you want for your birthday? <laughs> this guy's got to be 120. <laughs> I love old Andy voice. Well, well, Dad, I really, really, really want this pink penguin. But this dude goes to every pet store, every zoo, every gift shop in the, in the world. Goes to every single one of them. Had a, Wait, he's got a lot. He's got this, a lot of. Did this start in 2022 or was this like uh, it started like 1800? <laughs> you do the math. Uh, so this guy's <laughs> got freaking flyer miles. He definitely definitely flies Allegiant, and so he goes to every pet store in the world, but cannot find him. But he thinks, you know, what does what if you can't have a pink penguin? What does every nine year old woman want? He gets her a year's supply of Pepto Bismol. This dude loves his daughter. So of course she loves it. She uses it every day. And how old did she you get? get? What's your guess? <laughs> I'm thinking we've got like another one more left. Is this I'm that Facebook we're... video where it's just like wait until the end and it just never ends? So <laughs> it, might, it might be. This is a social experiment on us. Right. Th- this right. girl and he's okay. the pink penguin. He's the one that's sunburned. He's literally so, pink right now. Yeah. So get she's right. turning ten years go by. She's turning a hundred. Well, what do you want for your birthday, sweetheart? <laughs> Added well, the dad, well, Dad, I really, really, really want that pink penguin. It really make me smile. I, I, it can sit next to me at my four o'clock dinners, and I watch the sunrise. So, man, he's just like, you know what? It's got to be out there somewhere. The dude flies to Antarctica, where they the find all these. The oldest man in the world. The oldest man in the world. The oldest man to is, ever live. He's crawling. He's crawling through Antarctica, and then, uh, so but he has a sign of promise. He sees two penguins. Count them: one, two, one, two, two of them. Not three. Not four. Not five. But two thirds. <laughs> not five thirds, but two. Sees two penguins. They're walking along an iceberg. He's like, oh, this might be the what I needed. He can. Go ask these two penguins where they, he can find a pink penguin. So, like for the first time, for the first time <laughs> in eighty-five years, he has promise. Why would I use Google when I can find him? <laughs> ask a penguin. So he's like kind of he doesn't want to scare him off. So he's like kind of slowly creeping up on them so he can like ask them. But he gets like just close enough to hear. The, so he sees one penguin nudge the other and hears them say, hears it say. Hey man, can you scoot over a little bit? I want to walk in the middle. I think I missed something. How can he walk in the middle if there's only two of them? (laughs) There's only two. There's no middle. 
What, Man. What, what a I joke. I don't know if we can play uh, <laughs> the tonight. Oh, oh man. Hmm. That's a lot of setup for uh, a middle joke. Hey, some Somebody call it pretty mid. Andy, I will for the people at home, Andy laughed very hard at the punchline. He <laughs> muted his mic. <laughs> but he's still cracking up. Your oh, guys' face was just fucking fantastic. I'm, be <laughs> I'm probably not going to use that one to pick up any women. Or men. You don't have the time. <laughs> and Who the told hatred. You that? Who told uh, you? Yeah. So, um, one of my one of my classmates. I've actually known that joke for quite a few years. Um, my family hates it. So um, we were on our senior retreat, and we were like, they had like some joke telling where they're telling like quick, like two second pun jokes, and then one of my classmates takes like thirty minutes to tell that joke. America, you scoot over. I want to walk in the middle. It's not even a joke. It's a question. How could there be a middle? <laughs>